Johnny Cage, Kenobu, Kang, Raiden, Scorpion, Sonya, Blade, Sub-Zero, Goro, Shang, Zora, Tabaraka, J-Jack, Kintaro, Kintana, Kung Lao, Merlini, Nanook, Sebat, Stout, Shao Kahn, Fung, Chameleon, Cyrax, Earth, Makabo, Motaro, Nightwolf, Insector, Sheep, The Sindel, Striker, Fu, Jin, Quanshi, Shinnok, Sabrina, Jerick, Kaimi, Reiko, Tanya, Tremor, Blade, Doraicho, Dramin, Fosu's now, Dan, Kenshi, Mavado, Mocap, Moloch, Katara, Ashra, Dairo, Darius, Havoc, Hotaru, Kira, Cobra, Onaga, Shijinko, Gigante, Vondavora, Cassie, Cage, Aaron, Black, Ferrator, Jackie, Briggs, Kotokan, Kongjin, Takeda, Tri, Dwarf, Cetrion, Scarlet, Gareth, Collector, Chronica, Welcome to Mortal Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Meckler. This is the show where I talk my friends through the entire history of Mortal Kombat lore from the perspective of a single character. Thanks for rejoining us today after uh, taking a short break. Uh, This is the official start of Season 2, where we'll be covering the characters that were introduced in Mortal Kombat 2. I have a very exciting guest today, uh, my buddy, DC Pearson. What's up? That's He's exactly back. what DC sounds He's like. He's back just with a down and dirty sound. Yeah. It's like, his, it's like Ben's in utero. Yeah, this is my in utero. <laughs> and I think people will <laughs> people will remember that uh, and remember it that way. <laughs> I'm excited to be the season premiere. Yeah, it's great to have you here for the season premiere. Uh, I, and I'm going to try something new this season. Sure. And it's part of the reason I'm excited to have you here. Uh, I'm going to center this season on a theme which I found while looking through the characters we'll be covering in season two of Mortal Podcast, uh, that there is a theme that kind of binds everyone. Oh, interesting. And that theme is friendship. Oh, that's nice. All of the characters we'll be talking about this season are either the best friend of a character we've talked about before, Mm. someone who's driven by a need for friendship, by uh, a friendship that's been broken. Um, There's going to be a lot of talk of friendship, and it's also the game that introduced uh, friendships, the alternative to fatalities, uh, in which instead of murdering someone, uh, you you make friends. So, uh, oh wow, really? I mean, yeah. Uh, I, I now I'm vaguely remembering. I feel like there's like flowers involved or something. I don't, you know, I don't. Yeah, it's all. Everyone has their own, like right. the fatalities, right? Um, and uh, it's great. It's right. great. It usually involves rainbows and uh, the characters that don't usually smile, uh, smiling instead of scowling. Uh, it's great. It's it's a real delight. Um, but in light of that theme, to start the episode off, before we get into the character mm-hmm. we'll be covering today, uh, we'll do a new segment called Friendship, and let's just talk a little bit about uh, how we became friends. Absolutely. Yeah. How did we become friends? Um, I think, you correct me if I'm wrong, but we filmed a like a pilot presentation, yes. or a sizzle reel, we did. as they call it in the biz. That was definitely, I remember distinctly... Okay, I remember the first contact that we had. Oh, please. Uh, leading up to Let it be good. that. It was great. Okay, good. I'd been a big fan of yours uh, from comedy. And uh, I think, actually, you were one of the first live shows I saw when I moved to L.A. I went to a Diamond Lion show. Nice. And I was like, oh, man, I really want to work with that guy. So then, a couple years later, uh, I was all over Twitter, and we became Twitter friends. Ah. And then uh, started putting together this pilot presentation i was like i want to shoot a couple scenes for this thing i already had you in mind while i was writing it so i was like i'm just gonna dm this guy i've never met 
and just ask him if he wants to show up and work for free for a day. <laughs> um, and he'll probably say no, but I tried. And you immediately said yes, <laughs> which was so cool. Uh, I was like crazy excited. And then you helped me uh, cast the rest of the thing too. I Oh, wow. Because I was going to say, it was weird. I was about to say that was like a really good, fun cast because it was like me, Baron Vaughn, Eliza Skinner. And then now I'm realizing like, oh, that was just like, that was... I did. I did yeah, that. I had cr- forgotten you about did. that. You made calls for me to other people I admired and was not friends with. Assembled a bunch of people who worked for free for a day and uh, made a great thing that actually really helped kickstart my career. So, uh, what a good friend! <laughs> Pretty much immediately. Our Twitter puns must have been hilarious. I I must have made a good joke, <laughs> uh, or just responded very strongly to one of your good jokes, and you appreciated it. Something right. happened. The power yeah. of flattery. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we've worked together a bunch since. Yeah, then. absolutely. Yeah. Um, it uh, that's hilarious. Yeah, I I that was such a fun uh, project. I really yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah. Man, that was a blast. Uh, hopefully and then, something yeah, well, comes and, of it one day. <laughs> and then uh, I think, yeah, no, I think, um, yeah, I think it's interesting. Our, I feel like this is, we mostly, I feel like we're, we're yeah, that's, wow. I, I, and then I gave you some flowers. Yeah. And then I nor- you normally uh-huh. scowl, but you were smiling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then the words friendship appeared, appeared above in, our heads. In, in, perfect, <laughs> in, perfect, like, in perfect 90s bubble color letters. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's such an interesting time, I feel like, when you first like moved to L.A. or something. And you it don't is. don't super know anybody. Yeah. You were just reminiscing over having seen a movie at the New Beverly, which I feel like was what I... Mm-hmm. That was like my entree into L.A. That was like what I would do all the time when I had nothing else to do. Oh, same. Yeah. That is, that is how I, uh, survived in LA when I moved here. Right. I just went to the new Bev constantly, yes. talked to people, right. made friends. One yes. of the groomsmen at my wedding was someone I met in line at, uh, the new Bev. Oh, wow. Anthony That's Dixon. Awesome. Shout out to Anthony. Probably listening. Right. Uh, boyfriend of our producer, Katie Levine. Uh, shout out to, to her. Uh, shout out to Katie. We were Levine. just, I think that, yeah, I, it was reaching for something about that. I think that we had, I was just, had just been mm-hmm. reminded of her. And I feel like our friendship is similar to my friendship with say somebody like Katie, where it's sort of like, we don't see each other all the time, but right. what we do, it's thrilling and, 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 and art, art is made. Or, art is or, usually made. Yeah. Usually the mics are out. Or tofu is the last time exactly. we saw Oh, that ruled. Yeah. That was so good. Uh, I was just thinking about that today. BCD Tofu House. It's so, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, really good. They get you in, they get you out. And it's a, it's like a, you get the feeling that it's like the biggest chain in the world. Like if yeah. we were actually in yeah. South Korea, that would be like going to McDonald's or something. It has that But vibe. I think because it's here and it's also great. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's a goddamn delight, and it's it really enormous. Is. It's like a hanger, it's like a hot pot hanger. Yeah, they have at least a hundred people in. I don't BCD know if it's actually hot pot. House, that might be wrong, uh, at any given moment. Yes, and uh, it, all one hundred of them, all one hundred of them have a bubbling pot of tofu soup, uh, and a raw egg that uh, none of the white people know what to do with, um, myself included. And uh, and then you just you crack it in the soup, you figure it out, you have a delicious meal, and you have a wonderful time. And they also have, which more restaurants should have, a case of um, frozen like frozen dumplings and stuff. Like they just have a case of like you can just take this home as mm. well. The best. So now that we've covered BCD That's Tofu House, how we became friends. Yes. Yep, that is a, that is the end of the friendship segment. Sweet. The first uh, inaugural friendship segment. Right. Um, I think it's time to jump in. 
and talk about the first character of season two of Mortal Podcast. Uh, I think he's the perfect choice. Uh, it is Kung Lao. Mm. Now, DC, how familiar are you with Mortal Kombat and specifically with Kung Lao? I have a weird relationship to Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat to me symbolizes like forbidden fruit. Sure. I feel like it was pro- this was probably the case for a lot of kids. Where oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was very much into video games. I had like nin- original Nintendo. I had Super Nintendo, but I was very much a Nintendo partisan. Like I had a subscription to Nintendo Power sure. magazine, yeah, which yeah. I loved. And I really viewed... Sega, for whatever reason, was for like cool kids that were like a couple years older than me. Well, sure, you had Sonic. He was super. He was yep. tough. He he probably smoked cigarettes just like right. when he wasn't on screen. And like <laughs> he was like a cool older brother figure. I understand. I get the yeah. And I feel as though like, am I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like Mortal Kombat when it was available for consoles came out first for Sega. It did. Or, and it definitely it was like Sega was had a, the like uncensored version, whereas like Nintendo, they replaced all the blood with sweat. That's cr- Yes, exactly. Right. Which obviously hugely watered down. Right. So I wasn't even allowed to get that version of right. it. I wasn't allowed to have any fighting games. I really enjoyed like Street Fighter 2 was obviously super important. Um, Mortal Kombat. But these were all only things that I got to play at right. friends' houses. Did you, did you find that you coveted Mortal Kombat? Um, I did for sure. I, okay. I think I coveted, I coveted Street Fighter almost more just okay. cause I, there was something about it. I think I was like a Nintendo kid at heart. And I think there was something to me about the Nintendo, the brand story of Nintendo. Sure. It was like <laughs> a little more, seemed a little more just kind of like gentler in a weird way. Like I was a Disney channel kid more than I was a Nickelodeon kid, for right. example. And there was just something where even Stuff that I was technically would have been allowed to do, like maybe watch Nickelodeon over Disney Channel, I would still sort of like self-select to do the more sort of like wholesome one. Yeah, like the it's Disney- scary. It's scary to dip because once you dip into Mortal Kombat, you're permanently immortal. You're, yes, you're changed. Precisely. I get that feeling you have as a kid where you're like, once I witness this, I'm different. Yes, exactly. So like, <laughs> I still wanted to play it. I would like read about it a ton in okay. Nintendo Power. Yeah. when it was available for uh, for Nintendo finally, but I didn't ever like that. The one the, the 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 I feel like the thing that was the most sort of overlapping between like fighting games and my video game interests that I really coveted and was definitely not allowed to have because of the name of it mm-hmm. was Killer Instinct. Oh man, the, which not actually that violent. I've heard, exactly, but it has Killer in the name, uh-huh. and I just remember. It was by that company Rare, who also did Donkey Kong Country. Oh, yeah. So Nintendo Power was just like really pushing it. It's like, if you like Donkey Kong Country, but you also wish you had Mortal Kombat, this is the game for you. And I was <laughs> yeah, like, that's that me. Sense. You're describing yeah. me. And I also wasn't allowed to have that literally because it had mm-hmm. the word killer in the yeah, title. Yeah, they should have called it like Fighter Championship. Yeah. Yeah. Please. A more wholesome and organized. Guys, we've got moms. Yeah. Help us out here. <laughs> rare, rare. If you could just in the future consider the fact that we've got moms, that'd be great. <laughs> rare. Keep if that in if mind. If you're listening, rare, uh, you know, people got moms. But yeah, Mortal Kombat to me is synonymous with like sleepovers and like, ooh, I get to do something that I don't get to do at home. That's how Mortal Kombat feels to me. You know, uh, a lot of guests have said that. That makes a lot of sense. That's kind of what it was to me too. Also for me, it was the thing in the arcade where like I was afraid of it and attracted to it at the same time. I was really bad. I couldn't play it. Still not particularly good at playing the game, Um, but I was very drawn in by the story. Right. I, I would see the character pages flip by and I was like, 
God, I got to know more about that Sub-Zero <laughs> guy. And actually, Kung Lao in particular, yes. I was always fascinated by because he's got you know this hat that's got a razor's edge, and you're like, whoa, that's crazy. That, he's probably, that guy. He's, he's the razor guy. hat guy. He's razor hat guy. Okay. <laughs> uh, and, I, and he also, I think in the first like Mortal Kombat cabinet I saw in an arcade, it looked like he was wearing a visor or sunglasses, and I was like, is there a tech- technology aspect mm. to his character? There's not. Um, but it did, it was just so mysterious to me. Finally, just a character like for our generation. Yeah. I was like seven years old and like I was like, is there a technology aspect to this, <laughs> to this Shaolin monk? Um, but, uh, yeah. So, so I've always found him a very intriguing character. And the more that I've gotten to know the character of Kung Lao, I, it's interesting. I, I, I was always drawn to the more monstery characters in Mortal mm, Kombat. Sure. Uh, he's just a guy. He has right. you know, some powers, uh, light telekinesis. He can control his hat. Um, <laughs> which a lot of people find it so hard to control their yeah, hats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hats um, are notoriously <laughs> have a mind of their own. Uh, you know, when you're chucking them full on at someone, that's true. That's true. It's hard to get that's them to true. come back yes, without a, without just right. some light telekinesis. In many ways, could we say potentially a, a forerunner of Mario and his relationship to his hat in Super Mario Odyssey? I do think it's Nintendo fair to say Switch, that Mario as a character is a direct rip from Kung Lao. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but specifically Super Mario Odyssey, I think that was the company sort of feeling immense guilt after all these years, copping to the fact that Mario is a complete ripoff of Kung Lao <laughs> by just putting the telekinetic hat ability into the game. Although I guess to be fair, Cappy, the, yes. hat, the hat that Mario wears in Super Mario Odyssey, in theory is, uh, since Cappy is sentient, yes. uh, of its own accord pulling itself back onto Mario's head. It's yes. hard to say. Right, that's true. It's a team. It's a team. Right. It's a, yeah, exactly. It's a, Cappy it's a is a, a hat that has a ghost inside. Yeah, there's the spirit of a dead Victorian child. Is that <laughs> I believe so, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, one of the children from the Nicole Kidman movie. Yeah, the, the others. others. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's one of the others is inside <laughs> of Cappy. I believe it was the child named Cappy. <laughs> yeah. IP crossover idea. Uh-huh. Cappy versus Chappie. Dude. Whoever wins, we win. Yeah. I would love to see some art with uh, Chappie wearing Cappy. <laughs> um, listeners at home, if you could just ch- ch- Photoshop that together for your old pal Ben Meckler, I'd really appreciate uh, you tweeting it at me. Yeah, do it. If it's not already out there. And even if it is, make a new one. Yeah. Uh, it can always be improved. <laughs> but uh, back All to- art is iterative. Back to old Kung Lao. He is a character that I, uh, you know, I didn't choose to play as him a lot. I wasn't as interested in him when I found out he was just like a dude. But then once I started understanding his like storyline, he's a real underdog with uh, a huge weight on his shoulders and this legacy he feels like he has to live up to. And I found him to be a very interesting character. Uh, And I'm excited to kind of talk about his arc because I think viewing it as a whole, he's actually one of the more tragic, but also sort of sweet and and interesting characters in the franchise. Mm -hmm. Um, But to double back a little bit, uh, for anyone who's tuning in for the first time today, but also for UDC, since you might not know the deepest of lores of Mortal Kombat, just to give you some baseline knowledge, uh, essentially the reason the Mortal Kombat fighting tournament exists, which I'm assuming is an element of Mortal Kombat you're aware of, Mm -hmm. um, we'll just roll back uh, real quick to the dawn of time um, <laughs> <laughs> much like tree of life uh-huh uh there were the elder gods yes um you know not unlike the pantheon just a group of gods that sort of uh rule over the world uh the dawn of time there were the elder gods and there was the one being hard to say what the one being was 
other than a massive cosmic entity uh, that was sapping power from the Elder Gods and arguably more powerful than the Elder Gods. They didn't like it. Um, not sure if it was good or evil, it just was. Mm. So to deal with the problem of the one being, the Elder Gods used uh, Kami Dogu daggers. You'll never hear that phrase again tonight. Don't worry. Um, they used Kami Dogu daggers to split the one being into many pieces. Those pieces became the realms. Mm. Earth realm is one of those realms. So imagine that our dimension yes. is just one piece of the one being. Gotcha. There's also Edenia, an idyllic, uh, beautiful kingdom that sort of people live long amounts of time. They can use magic. Um, it's like a great fantasy setting, almost like the elves world from Lord of the Rings. Sure. Um, then there's Outworld, which is almost like uh, Lord of the Rings meets Mad Max. Ooh. It's like fantasy dystopia okay. ruled over by this guy named Shao Kahn, who's like a very Conan the Barbarian-esque dude. He's like wearing basically a diaper and has a war hammer and like a skull mask and can use dark magic. Uh, there's like lizards and centaurs and, and dragons. They have people. lizards? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Lizard people. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, in addition to regular lizards. Um, that's true. There are, there are also giant lizards. People ride there. Mm, um, gotcha. But it's like, you know, a harder edge fantasy world. Listeners, I wish you could see my face right now. I just realized it is in the most earnestly listening expression I think I've ever yeah, had yeah. in my life. Ben can confirm. It's an entrancing world. <laughs> it is. Uh, and then there's also the nether realm, which is basically hell, but it's just sure. another dimension. Gotcha. Yes. Um, so, you know, there, eh, there are dozens more. There's like a vampire dimension. There's like a dinosaur people dimension. Um, this but, is very Magic the Gathering to me, I feel like. Okay, yeah. Insofar I as I, I can't remember if I feel like in Magic the Gathering or I feel like pretty much any fictional universe, if you really want to like blow it out, you got to have your like, okay, there's different dimensions. There's yeah. like kingdoms, but there's also like different, they exist in different dimensions. There's like a terrestrial reality, but then you're also going to want to have some other weird planes. Right, right. So, so imagine that there are all these other realms. Sure. And uh, the problem the Elder Gods ran into mm -hmm. was that as cultures and peoples uh, started developing in these realms, they started just finding ways to access each other's realms and trying oh, to conquer them sure. um, as people are wont to do. Right. Kind of interesting, like meta-narrative there. Yeah. Is that the reason that, say, Shao Kahn is intent on conquering Earth and merging Earth realm with Outworld in a bigger sense, is because the one being is trying to reassemble oh. itself, their self. I don't know how sentient the one being is. Right, um, so we're all just part of the the one being. We are. Bit. We are all part of the same oh. being. Uh, that said, that is lore that's like very rarely touched on in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I just think it's one of the most interesting things and really speaks to how crazy thought out yeah. the story of this uh, series is. That's cool. And it also, I do relate to it on a level of like when you were talking about being into the lore, like I was saying, like I wasn't, I didn't ever own Mortal Kombat or anything like that, but because I subscribed to Nintendo Power, a monthly magazine solely about Nintendo games, yeah. it did feature a decent amount of like, you just got like the rundown of a lot of video games backstories. And it kind of experiencing that as a thing in and of itself and sort of going like, I'm never going to play this game. I'm never going to rent this game, but just purely experiencing it on that level. I feel like that would happen a lot too. And you would get like a new computer game and it would have a big 
manual and you would just be like and you'd be like driving home you you know your parents would be driving you home from best buy and you're sort of like reading this like i'm gonna need to know this and it's like you're not (laughs) yeah but it really does enhance it adventure game what's that every lucasarts adventure game i'd read like 25 pages oh the oh oh baby that's all i have to say about those oh yeah uh i say it all the time but like as a comedy writer i think like you know 50 percent of influence on me was like comedians and movies and 50 percent mm-hmm. was the lucasarts adventure games yes. that i played over and over and over again oh i mean it's now i think ben and i just as sort of like guys who know we have the same taste and stuff both yeah. just had the thought of like it's now you know at the end of a uh, an action movie when a gun gets kicked away and everybody runs for it yeah it was that before like I'm gonna fucking reboot monkey. They gotta make a monkey island. Oh, like, uh, show or Somebody's dude, doing it. You know? I, I asked. Yeah. Disney. Already. What's the deal? Returning to Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> so the the Elder Gods saw that trouble was brewing. You know, all these realms were trying to invade each other and trying to merge. And if that were to happen, the one being would return. Big problem. So they dealt with it in the only way uh, they could naturally. They established a rule that in order to merge with another realm, you had to defeat it in 10 fighting tournaments in a row. Mm, through like single combat, basically. No, like a tournament. Okay, so, gotcha. So, no, well, I just meant well, like sorry, in, yes, in terms of... Each round was a... Uh, which yes, single, single combat, combat, we gotta bring it back. It's yeah. such a good idea. It's so straightforward. It's great. And then lots of people don't have to die. We just all yeah. agree. Two champions fight. Exactly. Uh, the the way that it works is kind of interesting. They have like so there's the elder gods. Yes, they live in basically heaven, right. uh, their own plane. Um, but then there are gods. Okay, and each realm has its own god. Okay, and that god is pretty much tasked with defending that realm. Oh, and so that god's basically in charge of recruiting the best fighters from that realm oh, to participate okay. in the tournament. Okay, so for Earth realm, it's Raiden. Okay, who you're very familiar with. Yes, I'm sure he's lightning. He's a lightning god. Mm-hmm. Got a lightning. Got a thunder. Um, not Thor. Eh. <laughs> and then um, for Outworld, it was Shao Kahn. Mm. And then he said, actually, I'm conquering this realm. I'm the boss. And then he took over. It actually used to be a beautiful oh. and lush place. And now it's so like So he used to just land. represent them. And then he was like, I'm actually your king instead. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. He was meant to basically be like an advisor and a protector. And he I was see. like, mm, yeah, I'm king. So... 500 years before the, let's say, present day of, like, the first Mortal Kombat game, uh, Earth had a champion named the Great Kung Lao. He was trained uh, at the Wuxi Academy uh, by Raiden uh, and a few other people, uh, and he was trained at the Shaolin Temple, where he, I I think, probably grew up to be a Shaolin monk, um, with the purpose of turning him into a champion mm. for Earth, like really training him to be the best fighter possible. Right. And he was great. He uh, wound up stopping Outworld from invading Earthrealm in like the 10th tournament or something like that. Like Outworld is getting close to mm. being able to merge with us. He showed up, cleaned up at the tournament. Great. Then uh, Outworld, they had a kind of hierarchy going on in Outworld. There was Shao Kahn, the emperor. He had his advisor, the sorcerer named Shang Tsung who had been the champion until the great Kung Lao kicked his ass. Mm. Shang Tsung was tasked with finding a new champion so that Outworld could get back to, to trying to take over Earth. Right. They're like, yeah, we're not gotta giving up. We're going to do another right. tournament. Yeah. We got to start over at one, but right. we're going to get there. So Shang Tsung uh, recruits this guy named Goro. Sure. Goro, big four-armed troll-looking mm-hmm. guy. He's half dragon. He's from a very proud race called the Shokan that live in Outworld. So Goro becomes a new champion. He goes to the Mortal Kombat tournament. He fights the great Kung Lao and he kills him. Oh no. But 
the great Kung Lao does go down in history as the greatest person to ever come out of the Shaolin Temple, the greatest Shaolin monk, uh, the greatest champion of Earth Realm. 500 years later, mm-hmm. uh, Earth has again lost nine tournaments in a row. Ooh. We're up to the 10th tournament. Goro is still the champion right. of Outworld. So I guess these tournaments don't happen that frequently. <laughs> <laughs> um, Goro uh, is pretty much unstoppable, and that's bad news. And the Shaolin Temple has two people uh, that are potentially strong enough to be the next champion of Mortal Kombat. And that is Liu Kang, who uh, we covered in the last episode of Mortal Podcast, but is more or less the protagonist of the Mortal Kombat series. And Kung Lao, who is the last living descendant of the great Kung Lao. So a lot of pressure on him to be... As good as his ancestor. Yes, and then, he's, like, is there some nepotism at work? Are we just sort yeah. of building him up because he's descended from this other guy? It's a lot to, lot to, to have on to. his yeah. shoulders. Yeah, yeah, totally. And he and Liu Kang are, like, brothers. They are oh, best friends. They've grown nice. up together at the Shaolin Temple, and the time is coming to decide which of them is going to go to the Wuxi Academy to do the final training that will let them become capable of going and fighting against outworld warriors. Mm. Basically to go learn, like, outworld fighting techniques. I see. And uh, Kung Lao is actually the first person who's offered the chance. I'm sure Raiden was like, mm, I think I'm going to go with this bloodline. It just seems like a good idea. So he offers it to Kung Lao, and Kung Lao actually turns it down. Mm. He's like, that's a lot of responsibility. Uh, it, but to become a champion, you're basically dedicating the rest of your life to exclusively defending Earth. Right. And I don't think I can do that, and I don't think I want to do that. Mm. So instead, Liu Kang winds up going in his place. Um, Liu Kang goes... And thankfully, the, the gambit works out. Liu Kang becomes trained to be the champion. He goes to the tournament. He beats Goro. Nice. He beats Shang Tsung. He sends them all oh, packing wow. back to Outworld. Right. Uh, and he comes back to the Shaolin Temple, and he did it. Hooray. Go, Liu Kang. Kung Lao is super proud of his friend. He's relieved that his friend didn't get killed. Yeah, no kidding. Um, Talk about guilt. But unfortunately, victory is short-lived. Ooh. Because Shao Kahn finds out that for the second time, he got all the way up to the 10th tournament before he'd be able to take over Earthrealm and lost. He's pissed. Right, He's like, yeah. ah, this isn't cool. So he just says to Shang Tsung, like, look, do whatever it takes. Make them come and fight in another tournament. Mm. So uh, Kung Lao and Liu Kang are hanging out at the Shaolin Temple, you know, celebrating their victory. And then all of a sudden, this portal opens up. And these Tarkatan warriors come rushing out of the portal. And the mm. Tarkatans are like these mutated people that live out in like the wastelands of outworld mm. they have spears uh that come out of their arms baraka is oh a sure 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 uh-huh. yes yes, and yes. They have fangs they're like yeah they're really scary vicious they're very apex scary. they're a little apex twin video vibes, yeah I yeah feel. yeah so like a horde of them come rushing out of this portal right and slaughter everyone in the shaolin oh, no. temple while Liu kang is like away talking to raiden too so kung oh. lao winds up just having to hold it down and does raiden is he just a guy does he just have an office yeah he does have like a temple <laughs> okay okay so sky like temple a i think place you can go and like yeah, yeah. see him. i think okay, raiden's I probably like just kind of like hanging out with Liu kang and everyone else who fought i think johnny cage and sonia blade were the other two people who mm, came back from mm. that first tournament he's probably like all right great job guys Here's a rundown if we ever have to do this again. Probably right. won't in your lifetime. They're doing a little bit of like, a little sort of like post-game, you yeah. know, download sort yeah. of like, let's, yeah, right. Because gotcha. it's been Debrief. like a very short period of time. Right. Um, meanwhile, Kung Lao is alone in the Shaolin Temple when trying to protect this, everyone he's ever known. Right. Oh. And uh, he, he manages to fight off the Tarkhan warriors, but he can't save everyone 
pretty much everyone dies in front of Kung Lao. Right. So he almost doesn't really do it very good. He doesn't really save that many people. One of very few survivors. <laughs> yeah. I mean, here's the thing. A whole horde. That's a lot. I mean, no, no yeah. disrespect to him. Yeah. Yeah. Don't disrespect Kung it, Lao. And you know what? I'm sorry. I was having more of an output <laughs> focus when I should be having more of a process focus. I'm sure. I'm, yeah. I'm sure he did a really good job. Yeah. Biting them off. <laughs> Um, so Liu Kang shows up and is like, oh, fuck. Right. <laughs> and Kung Lao tells him what happened and Raiden shows up and he's like, this is fucked. What, what's going on? And that's when Shang Tsung arrives and he goes, mm. hey guys, remember me? Mm. And they're like, yeah, we saw you like two days ago. Right. <laughs> fuck you, man. And he's like, yeah, uh, listen, I'm going to keep doing basically terrorist attacks here, uh, mm. until you agree to come back to Outworld for one more tournament. Ugh. And they're like, why and would what we are do the that? Rule? Is that? Is it every however many years or it's sort of like it's sort of like elections in a lot of other countries where it's like you can just kind of like call for a new election like whenever or? It's not super clear. I'm mm. guessing based on the fact that after beating the Great Kung Lao 500 years ago, they didn't immediately go like another one, another one, another one. Right. I'm guessing that it's supposed to be over certain periods of time. Right, but you can yeah. have a sort of like a special election sort of a thing. Yeah, and the rule is like, I guess you can kind of invade other places in smaller amounts and get like chastised by the Elder Gods, <laughs> but you have to win the 10 tournaments to be able to like merge your realms together. In order for the the sort of like conquering their planet to be officially acknowledged yeah, diplomatically. Yeah. To be able to like fuse your world yes, together. Yes, I see. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so the deal that Shang Tsung offers is he's like, look, come to Outworld, come to our turf this time, do another tournament in Outworld. Uh, if you guys win, we're done with Earth. Right. We leave it alone. Right. Forget it. And if we win, uh, we merge the realms. Fuck you guys. And they don't want to take this deal, but Shang Tsung's like, no, I'm going to keep like randomly sending people to right. slaughter everyone. I think around the same time he sent another death squad to the set of like a Johnny Cage commercial and just killed the crew. So, <laughs> so uh, you know, he's not messing around. What was Johnny Cage advertising? I mean, Johnny, is he mostly uh, like a, he's basically Jean-Claude Van Damme. I see. I see. So it was probably a commercial hawking some product or uh, it was an ad for one of his movies. Mm, it's like supplements probably, right? Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> He was doing the commentary for Ninja Mime, um, which is canon, a movie. He oh, made. really? Oh, yeah. nice. It's a huge franchise for him. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. That's nice. Uh, Good for him. <laughs> so it's clear that they're going to have to go and do another tournament in Outworld, and this time Kung Lao's going to have to go. It's mm. not about having like one tournament from the temple. It's like we need all hands on deck. Right. Yeah. I see. So Kung Lao goes, and he fights in the tournament, but he doesn't really live up to the great Kung Lao's legacy. Oh. It's Liu Kang again, who right. manages to get to the very top uh, and actually fight Shao Which Kahn. Which really speaks to his endurance training. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine like you, it's like an amazing race when it's like you get to the mat and then the host is like, actually you're still racing, you know? Insane. And then you just got to keep going, even though yeah. you're so tired. That must feel terrible. He must've been so tired, but also he has absolutely nothing else in his life. Oh, sure, sure, sure. So yeah, although at that time, and I do think Kung Lao probably had some fun with this, but also was probably pretty jealous. Uh, Liu Kang met Shao Kahn's adoptive daughter, mm. uh, Kitana, who okay. is a princess he absconded with from it, it, the realm of Adenia, which he'd already conquered. I see. 
um luke kang met her and was like oh actually she's like really nice and they kind of started falling in love Mm -hmm. and uh and she's so named because she also has katanas no actually she fights with fans oh really (laughs) oh interesting is there somebody that does have katanas though i feel like i've seen there is there is kenshi Mm. who fights with a katana that contains the souls of i believe all of his ancestors mm, yeah sure, sure, sure. other than that <laughs> it's katana it, fights you know, with fans <laughs> i mean it's a better name than fans it is katana with an i okay Ki, like kitana so oh, i see so uh you know give her some leeway to not have to fight with <laughs> uh, with a, a katana if she doesn't want to um <laughs> so oh you know what i was saying katana but i was thinking of size oh yeah there she does a occasionally fight with them but uh her clone mm-hmm. uh melina is actually the one who fights with size i see okay yes. great yeah her, i feel like there was a lot of in the design clone. of mortal Kombat, which i guess makes sense if you're yeah. like you wanted it to be like balanced uh-huh having like somebody and then having like a guy that's like a different colored tunic and yeah. they do like a different element but it's effectively the same character dude it's another thing i respect so much about the storytelling in this franchise because they didn't have the money to do much else in the mm. beginning but they were like all right we got a blue ninja who's an ice ninja that's sub-zero mm. then there's a yellow ninja who's kind of like a fire ninja i guess and that's scorpion Scorpion's backstory is that his family was murdered and he was damned to hell uh, after trying to seek revenge on the Sub-Zero that he thought he'd killed his parents, but actually it was a different Sub-Zero. Like, they just, they could have done the easiest thing. Yes, and be like, nope. And instead they were like, <laughs> we have lore. Right. Yeah. So, uh, Kyung Lao goes to the second tournament in Outworld, doesn't, you know, probably a little disappointed with how he fared because mm-hmm. it was him really testing himself to be like, can I live up to the great Kung Lao? Yeah. Uh, but at least he did get to witness his best friend, basically his brother, Liu Kang, fight all the way to the top and then uh, actually defeat Shao Kahn in single combat. Wow. So he, he took on a god yeah. and won. Okay. Um, so great. They return home. This is, And then this is now the second tournament. That was Mortal Kombat 2. So yeah, that was the I second see. tournament. Okay. Um, they return home. Mm. They're like, great. Uh, you know, let's celebrate. I guess, you know, Kung Lao says, I guess the thing for me to do now is become a teacher. Um, try to raise Improv? a new generation. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Go to UCV. I'll take the classes first, but mm. I really see this ending in me becoming a teacher. Um, <laughs> Del Close once. No, he, uh, <laughs> he goes to the, te- the Shaolin temple where mm. he like kind of was trained and raised. And he says, I'm going to train a new generation and I'll become a teacher here. And, and that is my destiny. And Luke Kang is like, I'll do it with you, man. Together. Let's do this. Right. Uh, and that's when Shao Kahn says, fuck everything. I'm just going to merge the realms. I don't give a shit. Mm. He comes up with this insane convoluted plan. Uh, to cut to the quick bit, he, Shang Tsung was originally from Earthrealm. He like defected to Outworld. So Shao Kahn is like, hey man, you're my sorcerer. Why don't you figure out a fucking way right. for us to just use magic to get to your realm? And they kind of realize that, like, a queen that he killed in Adenia named Sindel, if she's brought back to life through, like, necromancy on Earthrealm grounds, then technically that means Shao Kahn's wife uh, is an Earthrealmer, which means he has permission. Mm. It's nonsense. Um, but the Elder Gods somehow allow it. Right. So there's a full-scale invasion of Earth. It's a real, there's nothing in the rulebook that says a dog can't play basketball. It's a, it's a real, there's nothing in the rulebook that says a dog can't play basketball situation. Yes. Yes. You will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is most of parliamentary procedure. Yeah. Is just looking for how a dog can to. play basketball. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so. As first envisioned by the framers of the Magna Carta. Yeah. 
the Mortal Carta. <laughs> We're in, of course, Carta. JT, okay. write it down. <laughs> Take this down. Uh, JT, if you wouldn't mind. Uh, so uh, it's like full-scale invasion. You know, this Kung is, you know what finally... this is? I think this is the Talmud of Mortal Kombat. Because isn't the Talmud like... We're looking at the Torah and we're sort of like, these are our sort of, we're analyzing and we're sort of, and then that in and of itself becomes its own thing. I might be totally wrong. That is such a a heady way to look at it. And yeah, I think that passes. I mean, if any rabbis yell at me for being a bad Jew, (laughs) I guess, but uh, I'm willing to say that this is the Talmud of Mortal Kombat. Yeah. 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 Or Mortal Kombat as the Talmud of games, however you want to frame it. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know just as Kung Lao is trying to settle into like okay I'm never going to be the great Kung Lao right. maybe I can be a great teacher the sky fucking opens up and dragons and, and dragon people and centaurs and Tarkatans and everything just start pouring through mm. and killing people in the streets Shao Kahn is just stomping through like Manhattan with death right. squads of monsters killing people helicopters are fighting dragons in the sky lizard monsters are rampaging down forth it's it's nuts so <laughs> Uh, so Kung Lao is of course enlisted again mm-hmm. alongside all the other Earthrealm warriors. It's a real sort of like, not in my, you know, or like, yeah, like a real yeah. kind of like, just when I thought I was out, the yeah. dragon people running through the street, yes. slaughtering people, Ugh. pull me back in. It's supposed to be my, arms. yes, exactly. It's, a, I'm, 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 it's an, I'm supposed to be at a barbecue moment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he, this time Kung Lao is like, enough is enough. I feel like I'm not doing my part. I'm going to take Shao Kahn on myself. Huge mistake. Oh, no. He, he, like, literally, like, the Shaolin Monk, he's probably never been to New York, like, marches down the street. Um, it might not be New York. It might be Chicago. It's super unclear. The games are made in Chicago, so I used to always right. suspect it was Chicago. Recently, I read that it was more likely New York. Maybe it's a fantasy city. Right. Imagine a large city. River, one, one of those weird sort of, like, comic book amalgamations of different cities where it's yeah. always, like, River Town. It's New Chicago Tri- City. Yeah. Thir- <laughs> triple cities. Yeah. Triple beam Bill. Ta- uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Kung Lao, like, goes to a city he's never been to before. Uh, so there's some fish out of water humor. Totally some fish out of water humor. With Everybody's Luke Kang, I'm sure. A couple of buddies. Me. Right. <laughs> it's, mid- it's Midnight Cowboy, but it's Luke Kang and Kung Lao. Uh, and they're marching down the street, and they see this like seven and a half foot tall uh, barbarian sorcerer, uh, Shao Kahn. And Kung Lao's like, I'm going to kick this guy's ass. It's time that I finally do something right. and live up to my bloodline. And uh, he fails. He's just not strong enough. He can't oh. do it. He takes him on, you know, he takes his razor hat, he throws it at the guy, probably just bounces off of him. I'm sure Shao Kahn's like, ha ha, who gives a shit? <laughs> and um, he seemingly kills Kung Lao. He, with a d- dark sorcery spell, he critically injures Kung Lao. Everyone assumes that Kung Lao is dead, and Kung Lao lets them. Mm, he, very savvy. He bounces. And right. uh, it's sad, because I feel like this is a turning point for someone who's so honor-bound and so dedicated to like living up to this thing and like also feeling like he's not good enough he does he's like i tried and i failed and i'm going to go like reconsider what i want to do with my life oh wow i thought it was just purely strategic and he was being like he's gonna think i'm dead so he won't see me coming but he's more just like i'm gonna go have like a full-on sort of early beto o'rourke presidential yeah. campaign where it's just like i'm just like doing medium posts and i'm at like a little diner in new mexico i'm kind of in a state of panic but i'm for some reason very much in the public eye <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 britney 2007 i gotcha yeah exactly so uh you know kung lao 
he's just like, I don't know what I should be. Am I even cracked up to be a teacher? Should I bring back the Shaolin monk? Like, who am I? Luckily in this time, Liu Kang and the warriors that are left are able to defeat Shao Kahn and send out world packing more or less for good. Okay. Um, but Kung Lao's really having like an existential crisis. And during that time, uh, he hears that Liu Kang Well, because he's never actually won anything, right? No. Not on this level that he's been training for his whole life. Yeah. He's, he's really had no validation that anything he's done with his life up to this point was the right thing to do. Ooh. Yeah, so he's just like... I hate to hear it. He's lost. Yeah, yeah okay. And, uh, and you know, so Kung Lao's so trying to Don decide. Draper picks him up on the side of the road. Yeah, he's like, you want to He's doing lift? his own thing. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you about Coca-Cola. <laughs> I guess this would be uh, the mid-90s, so Don Draper would be in... Dead. No! <laughs> well, probably. Yeah, it's probably a liver failure. Right. But um, our, if he was alive, I guess he'd be what, like... In his seventies, maybe sixties. Mm, sure. Yeah, like 60s, an older 70s, Don Draper yeah, right. drives up, and he's like, "Hey, kid, need a ride?" <laughs> and uh, you know, they get into his Lincoln Continental, and uh, I don't know if this is canon, but it, it could have happened. <laughs> <laughs> There's no reason for it not to have. Because one of the realms, there are some lost years yes, for Kung exactly. Lao in there, <laughs> uh, and he was on Earth realm, so who knows? Mm-hmm. So, Kung Lao. You know, he hears that Liu Kang won. He's like, I guess we're in the clear. I got to figure out what I'm going to do. And then, uh-oh, a new evil arises. The nether realm, Ooh, again, basically right. hell. Effectively hell. Uh, starts going on a, a war campaign across the realms. And the reason is their leader, Shinnok, is a fallen elder god. At the dawn of time, when they separated the one being into all these different realms, he was like, cool, let's all get one. And the elder gods were like, no. And he was like, then I want all of them. Mm. And the elder gods were like, no, we're kind of going to do like a benevolent God thing. Right. And he was like, then fuck all of you. So he's kind of like Lucifer. He went to war with the elder gods and got banished to the nether realm, the shittiest of the realms. Um, But while he was down there, a necromancer named Quan Chi, who's, he's like a Rasputin type. He's like Mm. a real, uh, he's just a dark sorcerer. He's like, I love everything evil. He has like a group called the Brotherhood of Shadow. Um, he sort of frees Shinnok and worships Shinnok and mm. builds him up to being like, let's go conquer the realms the way you want it, dude. Right. Right. He's, yes, exactly. He's yeah. like manufacturing. He's sort of building, he like identifies him and he's like, I can't do, I'm going to be the guy behind the scenes. You're yeah. going to be like the face, I'm the but I can build you guy. up. Yes, yeah. exactly. So they start rampaging through the realms and uh, Kung Lao is like, oh man, I got to, I got to do something. I don't feel good about just like being on the sidelines. I'm sure Liu Kang's going to handle it. I need right. to help. Yes. So he goes to rejoin his friends. And when he goes to do that, something really interesting happens. As he's like sort of on his way, it's hard to say where chronologically in this fight this happens, but he uh, sees Goro milling mm. about. And he's like, <laughs> first off, I thought you were dead. Right. But second, he sees Goro like flyering for something. He's just like hanging out. <laughs> but he's like, I know you. You're the guy that killed the great Kung Lao. Mm. Maybe this is what everything's been building up to. Maybe I kill Goro, I avenge the great Kung Lao's death, and that's my purpose. That's what I've. Right. That's why I'm here. And he tracks Goro, and <laughs> what he finds is that Goro is entering this chamber where Kitana's there. Okay. And she is presiding over a peace treaty. Oh. Goro, who's the leader of the Shokan, these half dragon people now is signing a peace treaty that's never happened before with the Centaurians, uh, the Centaurs, 
who have been the mortal enemies of of the Shokan mm-hmm. for forever. Mm-hmm. But Goro is like, I just want to take care of my people. Right. Um, and I'm going to sign this treaty. Yeah. And there's never going to be war anymore with the centaurs. And Katana's like, I'm really proud of you guys. And this is what Kung Lao witnesses when he's like there to assassinate About to kill Goro. Goro. Right. So he takes his hat. <gasps> oh, no. And he throws, Kung Lao. It. He throws his hat. But... It only kind of grazes Goro's oh, chest. Oh, this hat sucks. And Goro's like, what the hell, man? You want to die? And Kung Lao jumps down and he goes, no. And I don't want to kill you either. That was a ceremonial blow. That was me avenging the death of the great Kung Lao. You, right. you don't deserve to die. You've grown. Oh, wow. Um, but I needed to give you a little something. Right. One to grow on. And he and Goro shake hands and say, we respect each other. <laughs> No joke. That's what happens. <laughs> uh, I like it. I think that was really... I was worried we were headed for like a tragic no. place where it's like he thinks Goro is still the bad guy. No. He doesn't realize what's yeah. going on. Uh, trust that we are heading for a tragic place. Okay, it doesn't great. happen there. Okay, fantastic. Yeah. Phew. Um, yeah, it's like, oh, cool. And I'm sure at that point, Kung Lao's like, you know what? I'm me. That was mm. me figuring something out. I'm comfortable with Kung Lao. I, I am a warrior. Maybe I'm not Liu Kang. Right. But I'm not Shao Kahn. Yeah. I'm like somewhere in the middle. That's okay. I don't need to be the great Kung Lao. Right. I'll be the good Kung Lao. <laughs> and, uh, I'll be the did my best today Kung yeah. Lao. Wow. How's the how's You know what? I tried that? today and I'll try my, I'll try my best again exactly. tomorrow. Kung Lao. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, so he, uh, he rejoins his friends. He helps fight Shinnok. Of course, Liu Kang defeats Shinnok. Yes. Uh, all is well. Right. Kung Lao probably feels the best he's ever felt in his entire life. Great. Mm-hmm. He and Liu Kang return to the Shaolin temple to train a new generation of Shaolin monks. They start doing it. And a few really good years pass where mm. they do, they start bringing back the Shaolin monks. It rules. Cool. And Kung Lao's like, I figured me out. I'm yeah, in my group. Right. This is the best. He's in what they call a flow state. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then one day uh, he walks out into the training ground um, and he sees Liu Kang lying on the ground dead with his neck snapped. No. Yeah. Oh man. And Raiden shows up and explains what happened. There's a new evil in town. Um, the, the Kung Lao is like fucking crushed, by the way. And Raiden's like, let me explain what happened. Mm. And Kung Lao's <laughs> just like, oh my God. No, no, he's my brother. Oh, fuck. Uh, but Raiden's immortal. So for him, this is a little bit, right? Isn't he? So this a, is a little bit like, know, yeah, these mortals, they, they come and go. It's probably, I mean, honestly, Liu Kang's probably the longest Raiden's ever had a friend. Right. <laughs> but he's, he's upset. Yeah. But yeah, he's like, right. well, well, listen, man, here's what happened. Basically, Quan Chi, who, you know, is the guy who built up Shinnok and was like his vice evil dude. His Karl Rove, mm-hmm. if you will. And uh, Shang Tsung, who was more or less Shao Kahn's Karl Rove, if you will. Uh, they've teamed up and formed a deadly alliance. Mm. They were like, why are we fucking serving these dorks who can't get anything done? Right. Together, we can do whatever we need to do. So they have this nefarious new plan. Again, they're going to conquer the realms. It pretty much ends with them having immense power, an immortal army that belongs to this old emperor of Outworld called uh, Onaga, the Dragon King. They're going to resurrect his immortal army. As you do. They'll be able to conquer all the realms. They're going to make a Solnado, um, which is a, a tornado of souls. Oh, a soul! I gotcha. I thought you were referring to like NATO, like the strategic uh, right, alliance right, 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 between right, right, nations. Right. Uh, no. Okay. Just a literal tornado of souls, mm. um, which will let Shang Tsung live for like. What ever. if Trump announced that he was replacing our, our <laughs> replacing our membership in NATO with a membership in the Soul NATO? I hate to say that it would make me like a point oh one percent more, 
I would rather we be in NATO, but right. I would love to see a soul NATO in real life. Right? Like, it's green. It looks yes. like a swirling skeleton. After we get Space Force up and running. Soul NATO. Yeah. Get a Soul NATO on the books. I mean, why not? It doesn't have to be instead of NATO. It doesn't really replace NATO. It's a very different thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's sort of like a channel to visit the Elder Gods. It's a whole thing. Okay. Um, so, the Deadly Alliance has killed Liu Kang and killed Shao Kahn. They're basically already doing better than anyone ever has before in right. terms of conquering the realms. Oh, man. And Kung Lao is like, all right, this is the worst. I swear revenge mm-hmm. for Liu Kang. Yeah. And he goes, Raiden, what did what did you do for Liu Kang when he said he would become champion of Earth? I want to go through the same training. Right. And Raiden's like, all right, man, you got it. So they go to the Wuxi Academy where this uh, drunken master named Bo Rai Cho, uh, who is an outworlder who... Uh, basically immigrated to earth realm and was like outworld's fucked shao khan's bad uh i will i will train people in how to combat outworlders so that you can raise champions that can defeat outworld in mortal Kombat because this is messed up uh so kung lao trains under bo Cho. he learns all these new uh fighting styles he's arguably ready to take Liu kang's place um and now in the games is this all being uh, depicted in like cutscenes? Or even at all? (laughs) Usually, you go through like an arcade. There's sometimes story modes, depending on the game you're playing. Right. Kung Lao is never like front and center. Right. So what you can do is you can go through like a fighting ladder with each character. Mm. um, Sort of like their own little arcade mode. I see. It's like, ah, do 10 fights as Kung Lao. And at the end, we'll give you a little bit of his story. I see. Basically, it'll be like a still frame and then a lot of text. Gotcha. As the games have progressed, now there's like... You know, it feels like there's like at least ten hours of cutscenes in the sure. most recent Mortal Kombat, but um, yeah, okay, it's uh, it's delivered piecemeal, <laughs> and then you know supplemental material. Right. A lot of the times too, like future as the games get more story and develop further, they'll retroactively put story into older games. Where they're like, oh see. yeah, back right, then right, this right. is what happened. Yeah, so um, so you know, Kung Lao trains up. He's ready to take on the Deadly Alliance. He teams up with like Sonya and with Johnny. They're still around. A bunch of other warriors, obviously, who come up because this is like the fifth Mortal Kombat game. Right. A lot of other warriors, and uh, they have like a small army ready to like avenge Liu Kang and stop the Deadly Alliance. And they storm into like Onaga's temple where they're trying to resurrect this undead army. Um, and the Deadly Alliance murder all of them. Wow. Including Kung Lao. Oh no. Kung Lao is killed. Oh. So that is canonically. At that point, the death of Kung Lao. Like, he's mm. not, like, maybe dead. He's dead. He's definitely dead, right. Um, but something happens. <laughs> the Deadly Alliance um, and another character that I won't even go into right now uh, inadvertently resurrect Onaga, mm. the Dragon King, who, again, mm. was the emperor of Outworld that Shao Kahn basically, like, killed and usurped. Right. Um, he actually accidentally is brought back to life. Uh, it's also partially him manipulating people as like a ghost. It's a whole thing. But the Dragon King Onaga comes back. And again, he has an undead army, which means his whole thing is necromancy. He's the greatest necromancer ever. His whole mm. thing was he had an army where they would die, he'd bring him back to life. They die, he'd bring him back to life. You couldn't stop him. He shows up. He kills Raiden, Chang Sung, Quan Chi, uh, and then resurrects everyone they killed, including oh, Kung Lao. Okay. As par- as his minions. I see. So Kung Lao is now basically a zombie on a warpath conquering the realms on behalf of Onaga the Dragon King. Oof. Wow. Awful. Yeah, no kidding. Thankfully, someone who loves him still exists in the world. Liu Kang's spirit 
is floating bodiless uh, through the world. And also at this time, his body has been resurrected as a killing machine, not by Onaga. Um, maybe it was by Onaga. I don't remember. Basically, Raiden is using... Raiden has gone like dark. He's back oh. as like an evil Raiden mm. who's like, you know what? Enough playing nice defending Earth. I'll kill anyone who gets in my way. And he's like using zombie Liu Kang as like his right. puppet. Super shit. Well, I mean, look where his, where the incentives are in, in this universe, you right. know? Right, yeah. <laughs> Can you blame him? That's fair. And honestly, whatever gets the job done at this Absolutely. point, <laughs> what else is going to happen? So um, thankfully, Liu Kang's spirit still floating in the ether and is like, I want to be reunited with my body. Uh, I need to save my friends. I'm going to do whatever it takes. He teams up uh, with a ghost ninja named Ermac um, to help defeat Onaga and restore his friends to life. And he succeeds. Kung Lao is resurrected yes. as like human alive Kung Lao. And he and Liu Kang kind of have like a tearful, like, buddy, I promise I'll do whatever it takes to get your spirit and your body back together. I love you. You're my brother. I'll bring you back. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So that's like Kung Lao's goal now is like, I have to repay Liu Kang for all of the times he has stuck up for me and saved me. And also just for being my best friend by getting his soul and his body back together. But unfortunately, he's a zombie slave running around killing people. Uh, so Kung Lao teams up actually with Raiden's best friend, mm. an another god named Fujin, who's like the wind god. Okay. And the two of them are like, we have to get Raiden back to the Raiden he was, and we have to get Liu Kang back to there. We have to save our best buds. Right. Uh, so Kung Lao and Fujin are going on this adventure, but it's cut short. Because a massive war erupts. Obviously, at this point, there are all these different parties that all want, like, we want to conquer Earth. We want the Netherrealm. We're from Outworld. And we want to, you know, Shao Kahn's still alive out there. Right. Shinnok is still, his spirit's still hanging around. Onaga's ghost is, like, in the Netherrealm, but it's still around. There's just all these forces. There's a prophecy converging. It basically ends in this huge war in which every hero in Mortal Kombat, every villain in Mortal Kombat, everyone from the light and the dark, goes to war at the foot of this giant pyramid and whoever's going to get to the pyramid is going to assume the power of the one being. Mm. It's like a whole epic thing. And Kung Lao is really just like a drop in the bucket of this conflict. Right. But he's not going to not show up in the front lines right. and try to save our realm. And he does. And that's where he dies <laughs> for real. Again. But like permanently. Oh, okay. Dies. He dies there. He manages to kill, I think, Baraka. Okay. It's so a sort all of right. revenge for that attack. all that the Shaolin attack. monks. Right. But uh, he croaks. And then something crazy happens. <laughs> and this is kind of, I don't know if you're aware, there was sort of a reboot of the Mortal Kombat games recently. Okay. Um, in like 2011, I think. Uh, and this is how they did it. So the last two people to make it to the top of the pyramid are Raiden okay. and Shao Kahn. Okay. Shao Kahn's going to kill Raiden. He's going to win. And Raiden has one option left. He sends a message back in time mm. to his younger self, okay. circa the first Mortal Kombat tournament. Oh. And the only message he's able to get out before his head is crushed by like a hammer is he must win. And that's it. So he Ooh. must win is all of a sudden rattling around in Mortal Kombat 1, Raiden's head. Okay. And it creates a new timeline oh. because he starts making different decisions that have sort of a ripple effect. Right. And good thing there's only one male fighter. <laughs> This is very clear what that means. Seems like it. <laughs> but shit goes fucking crazy mm. in this timeline. Okay. For the people that you would expect to have maybe a better time oh, with no. this phrase being sent back. Mm. Things do not go the way anyone was planning. So I will say up front before getting into this timeline, which uh, is shorter, 
Um, for the most part, the people behind Mortal Kombat did a really great job of preserving everything they wanted to from the first Mortal Kombat timeline right. while changing things in the new timeline that didn't necessarily like feel like a retcon. That said, one of the few things that did kind of change more dramatically, maybe one of like three things I can think of that changed like noticeably right away, is that Kung Lao kind of had a newer personality. Mm. Um, so you'll see that he makes kind of like different decisions okay. in this timeline. But for the most part, I do think like in spirit, it's the same Kung Lao. It's more like whatever message Raiden sent back in time had enough of a ripple effect to cause Kung Lao to have a different approach to trying to live up to the great Kung Lao's okay. legacy. So we're back in the first Mortal Kombat right. tournament. Liu Kang is there with Raiden. And you know who else is there this time? Kung Lao. Okay, so he did get to go this first time. He wasn't supposed to. Mm. He shows up disguised as one of Shang Tsung's soldiers he because like he just away. really wants to fight. Right, yeah. he was in a crate. He's like, hey man, I'm the stuff. descendant of the great Kung Lao. I'm kind of cocky. Right. And I think I should be the person to fight. I love Liu Kang. He's my boy. But I bet I could take down Shang Tsung and Goro. There's uh, no way they'll send me back to the hotel. <laughs> right. Uh, thankfully, he doesn't get sent back to the hotel. Phew. <laughs> what a relief he uh they already had to check out he, their bags are at the front desk yeah their flights right after this <laughs> we'd have nowhere to go oh we have no choice just to sit in the restaurant bar and drink cokes yeah no what's kind of interesting is like raiden's hanging out he hears all of a sudden an older version of himself go he must win he's like, uh, what right. and luke kang's like hey man what's up he's like Nothing. I just had the craziest feeling that someone must win, and it's he. Mm. When I don't know who. I'm assuming it's you, so like, yeah, win the tournament, right, which is which why we already here. did, yeah. Um, then Kung Lao's like, hey man, what's up? I'm here. Oh. And he's like, I'm going to go fight this scorpion guy uh, in this tournament. And Raiden's like, wait, stop. And then he's like, oh, well, I don't know, maybe you must win. Yeah. Go for it. And Kung Lao gets his ass handed to him. <laughs> he doesn't get killed, uh, but he gets his ass beaten. Mm, mm-hmm. um, and Raiden's like, well, all right, I guess Liu Kang must win. And Liu Kang does. Okay. Liu Kang and Kung Lao head back to the Shaolin Temple just like before. And just like before, there's a huge shark cotton t- attack on the temple. Everyone is slaughtered. And this time Raiden's like, Kung Lao, you were already at the first tournament with me, so I'm just going to say to you directly... I need your help. Right. Uh, you have to come help me. We're going to Outworld. We're going to fight in the second tournament. Uh, and within this time, like while they're in Outworld, because Kung Lao gets invited along, they even have like a couple of extra adventures where like Kung Lao and Liu Kang and Raiden as this weird trio go and like rescue some Shaolin monks that were kidnapped by like Shao Kahn's people. And so they're quite, kind of like even more like a bit of a team. Right. Um, and Kung Lao is like more a piece of the action. They go and they fight in the second tournament. Um, and at the second tournament, Kung Lao and Liu Kang kind of have like even more fun adventures together. They go and rescue Katana together the whole time. Uh, she fans them off. <laughs> yeah, she keeps them cool. The whole time Kung Lao, I'm sure, is like trolling Liu Kang. Like, oh, she's got the hot for you. And Liu Kang's like, please stop. Kung Lao, I'm a very <laughs> serious person. You're embarrassing me. Um, they, it's classic friendship stuff. Yeah. And then here's where things take like a crazy turn mm-hmm. because of Kung Lao's presence. Liu Kang like goes to like unshackle Katana from somewhere where she's being held by her mean adopted dad, Shao Kahn. And Kung Lao is like, cool, man, I'll go fight Shao Kahn. 
And Raiden's like, well, the prophecy did say he must win. Maybe this is that moment, Kung Lao. It's just the worst prophecy to get if you're in a world where there's a lot of male characters uh-huh. and there's all fighting. Yeah. It just really doesn't tell you anything. It's tough. So, like, Kung Lao goes, he fights Shang Tsung, he beats him. Okay. He fights Quan Chi, who kind of arrives a little earlier in this story because of things that have changed. And he beats Quan Chi. Mm. It really seems like Kung Lao is going to beat Shao Kahn. So, right. Raiden's like, dude. Go for it. Yeah, you're on a roll. You got a hot hand. Yeah. And Kung Lao's like, okay, Raiden, great. I'll go fight Shao Kahn. Oh, no. Shao Kahn shows up behind Kung Lao and just snaps his neck in front of Raiden. Oh, that's not not fair. We have a tournament for that reason. Yeah. And Kung Lao dies. Oh. Canonically, in this new timeline, Kung Lao is dead before the second tournament even ends. Wow. He takes the exit that that early, huh? He does, and then his story gets like dark, man. <laughs> so he arrive, he wakes up in the Nether Realm, and I will say it's not entirely clear to me if people naturally go to the Nether Realm because mm. I wouldn't say he's evil, so I wouldn't right. say he like, belongs there. But because Quan Chi was present at that tournament, I'm assuming it was some deal he worked out where he gets gets his soul. He gets some souls. So Kung Lao wakes up in the Nether Realm uh, as an undead revenant that has been created by Quan Chi. Hmm. Basically, he's a, a zombie. Lot of furs, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, what's kind of funny is like whenever they become undead revenants in in this franchise, they have the armor they were wearing before, but with like more spikes and skulls on things. <laughs> and I'm like, does this is this organic now? Mm. Or I don't. They, yes, we they say get, like, you can't handed. take it with you in this world. They say you can take it with you, but it'll have more spikes. We're gonna we're gonna like kid spike it, out. it up, make yeah. it like real evil. <laughs> so yeah, Kung Lao wakes up with a bunch of spiky armor. Mm, he's very spiky. Yeah, and Quan Chi is like, all right, dude, you're mine now. And uh, you're going to do whatever I wish. I have secret Shinnok plans, but don't worry about that right mm. now. Let's see how things shake out for uh, Shao Kahn up top. So more time passes. And things in this timeline just get worse and worse. More and more of Kung Lao's friends just start appearing in the Nether Realm. Oh, because they're un- all getting killed. As undead revenants because yeah. they're getting killed. There's like a huge slaughter. Pretty much like everyone's down there. Uh, Smoke is down there as another character people know. Katana winds up down there, which sucks. And Smoke was just the gray version of Sub-Zero and uh, Scorpion, right? Yes. That they introduced like in later. He has smoke powers. Yes. (laughs) Um, But also... He does vape tricks. But also, he is uh, another best friend with an interesting story who Mm. we will cover this season. Okay. Actually, I'm excited specifically about the Smoke version to hype it for a second because I'm going to have my real-life best friend, Walter Holman, who I grew up with, Oh, come wow. On, on so you guys experienced smoke. smoke together the first time uh, in many different ways. Not, we met after Smoke debuted. We were mm. both aware of Smoke separately at that point, uh, but definitely uh, played Mortal Kombat games together where Smoke was a character. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so more and more of Kung Lao's friends are appearing down there as revenants. And to be clear about how Kung Lao feels about it, when you're an undead revenant, it's just the worst. You're only your like anger and your rage oh, and sure, your sure, sadness sure. come yeah. out. Oh, so no. he's pretty much down there just like, fuck Raiden, I will kill Raiden. It's right. Raiden's fault that I died. Also, Liu Kang wasn't there to defend me. Also, it's like it's like anytime you're spiraling, those are all the feelings and the only feelings you right. feel when you're an undead revenant. Yes. Oh, yeah. that's sad. He should go for a walk or something. Yeah, well, he's in hell, pill. so like where? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll walk by the that flames? lava pit where yeah. a bunch of skeletons are screaming and asking for sweet release. Um, Self-care. It's bad. Mm. And, uh, and eventually, Liu Kang shows up down there. Oh, wow. And he's like, even you died. And he's like, Liu Kang, how did you die? 
and uh, Liu Kang says, Raiden killed me. Wow. Yeah. Without having to jump too much into what happened, that's true. Mm. As part of trying to figure out what he must win means, Raiden did kill Liu Kang. Oh, this prophecy is yeah. having, this having un- unintended consequences. It really screws things up. So for 25 years, Kung Lao, Liu Kang, and all these other guys are undead revenants in the nether realm doing missions for Quan Chi all to the purpose of bringing back mm. the elder god Shinnok. I was hoping it was like an early season of the real world where they're like, you have to work at a juice bar. <laughs> it's like sort of jobs. an arbitrary. <laughs> no, but what's, what I will say, one thing I really love about how the Netherrealm was presented in Mortal Kombat uh-huh. is there are just normal people there. There are people who are like, oh, I was born and raised in the Netherrealm. Oh, interesting. They just live there. That's just their job. Right, that's where they are. Yeah, like okay. in, the, in the last game, I think... Yeah, this might have been an outworld actually. Now that I think about it, but like there was a guy whose job was like, "Oh, I'm a captain of a ship, of on a blood sea." It could have been outworld. I can't remember if it was outworld or the nether realm. But like people just have jobs. Like there are people whose jobs are just like defending people in the nether realm. There are okay. people whose jobs are just like being alive, like hanging out. R- okay. It like has its own community and its own. So culture. I guess that's almost like demons in hell. Yeah, a bit. you would. I, I, I think that is an apt comparison. But it's not like de- I'm the demon of this. I'm the demon of that. Like, right. Just, they're just like yeah. I'm the demon the of species. Right. I'm the valet. In, the nether realm. Yeah. yeah. So for 25 years, they're, wow. you know, Liu Kang and Kung Lao, formerly of the golden boys of the Shaolin monks, are revenant slaves in the nether realm. And they do eventually get to free Shinnok. And they do help Shinnok wage war on Earth, in which he's basically trying to go find Earth's like Jinsei chamber, which is like the energy that keeps Earth good. He wants to like poison it with mm, bad, bad stuff. Yeah. So Kung Lao and Liu Kang actually wind up getting to confront Raiden, who's like, hey, guys, look, I know I made mistakes. It's no reason to destroy the Earth. Um, And they, like, fight him. Mm. And they're actually on the verge of helping Shinnok conquer their home realm. But in the end, they're defeated by, I think this is really tragic, like, from Kung Lao's perspective. They're defeated by Johnny Cage and Sonya Blade, who, again, are 25 years older now, so they're, like, kind of old, and their daughter, Cassie Cage, who is now come of age and is basically the age they were when they first met Kung oh, Lao and Liu Kang. Oh, okay. So Kung Lao and Liu Kang are defeated by, like, their only surviving friends and, like, the family that these people created together. Right. And the life that they got to have in all of this time that Kung Lao and Liu Kang were just, like, undead slaves. Just wandering around. Yeah. Damn. It sucks. Sucks bad. Yeah. And to make things worse, like when I say defeated, like it's not even the sweet release of death. They return to the nether realm with their tails between their legs, Mm -hmm. still intent on like doing something. Um, Shinnok gets defeated. Quan Chi gets killed. And the new king of the nether realm winds up becoming by default Liu Kang. And his queen becomes Katana. Wow. And Kung Lao is basically like, yeah, and I'll be your, you know, assistant i'll right. be i'll be one of your foot soldiers it's a dark turn yeah no kidding i mean it's a real is it better to would you rather serve in heaven or reign in hell situation it's very literally Luke Kang that is, exact is, scenario is elected to uh reign in hell yeah whereas uh the guy we're talking about the the kung, the, lao. kung lao he's just he's doing but he's serving in hell yeah 
Which that's not the point of that. Aphorism. No, no. It's it's sad because it's like you it's know the worst of both worlds. He didn't live up to the great Kung Lao. He no. couldn't even defend Earth. Uh, yes, Earth is being defended without him, and he's just relegated to being. And a, now he's a like the, e, the realm. The he's like the what's his name in Entourage. Oh, he's turtle to, for sure. He's to, turtle <laughs> to Luke Kang's Vinny Chase. Yeah, yeah. Without having seen a single episode of Entourage, dude, he's turtle. <laughs> <laughs> he's always. Wanting to get sneakers. Yeah. And is, then is, he does. Is tur- is that Act turtle? one, he wants sneakers. Act does he, two. Does he go to mm, lids a lot? Everything I know yes, about Entourage, yes, I learned from the Gifts. fake uh, Doug Allen assistant <laughs> Twitter <laughs> account. Uh, yeah. Good account. And, and from my manager, uh, Scott Stoops, great dude who loves Entourage. There you go. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. That, I mean, it's, it's a silly show. Yeah. But has more, unfortunately, to say about the entertainment industry, I right. feel, than a lot of things that are, like, dark. Is Turtle the guy that opened the sandwich shop in L.A. where you can get, yes. like, onion rings, mozzarella Fat sticks, sells. and french fries on your Fat sandwich? Sells. Actually, I don't know that it—I take that back. I don't know that it has a lot to say about the entertainment industry so much as maybe it created the entertainment industry because so many people that work oh. in it are like, I love Entourage. Entourage is like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yes, pr- precisely. Right. So like he, Much like he must win. So then is Kung Lao— <laughs> So Entourage is the he must win of oh. Hollywood. <laughs> Yes, Understood. Precisely. Um, so is Kung Lao the E or the turtle, in your opinion? I mean, in um, my opinion, Kung Lao, he's the turtle. I think you, oh, yes, because turtle's lower status. Mm. E is more responsible. He's like the main character, oh, but he okay. has a little bit that main character problem that you sometimes get in sitcoms where you're like, yeah. I don't super, this guy's the least fun of all of them. Mostly because he's right. the one that has to be like, you did what? Stop right. it. I'll be right there. Okay, so he's like the, I'll, he's the fixer. Yes, precisely. Right. Okay. Well, yeah, maybe that's Kung Lao then. Right. Regardless, <laughs> uh, regardless, Kung Lao is like hanging out in the Nether Realm, cooking up revenge plots with Liu Kang, mm. trying to decide like how they can get revenge on Raiden. Everything's like focused on like Raiden's mm. the dude. I hate Raiden. Guys, let it go. <laughs> yeah, they won't because they're revenants. They're like at this point, even though the man who made them is gone, they're just self hate engines. They're right. just like, who do we blame? Wow. Yeah, uh, that's when Kronika arrives on the scene. Kronika is a, she's a Titan. So she comes from the time before the elder gods. It's something mm. we're still kind of figuring out how that like works. I think they have that in Greek mythology as well. Yeah. Like there was Titans before there were like the current gods or something. It's mostly the relationship with the one being that I'm confused. I'm mm. like, I'm like, how does she relate to that? Or was she just like, did they just like have a, okay, either way. Right. She was in high school with the one being. Yeah. Maybe they kind of had like an awkward face together and had falling out. Right. Uh, either way, <laughs> Kronika shows up and is like, I'm pissed that Shinnok's dead. He's my son. Not psyched. Also, Raiden messing with time. Well, I was the god of time. And I am sort of the god of time. Mm, sure. I don't like that Raiden did that. He screwed yeah. things up. There's an imbalance between light and dark. So what she says is, hey, listen, I have a pitch for you, Liu Kang and Kung Lao. My pitch is, I'm going to create a new timeline. In this new timeline... No Raiden. Raiden mm, never existed. Wow. But the only way for me to do that is to physically go to the hourglass of time, turn time back and start things over. So will you be my bodyguards? Is pretty much what she says. And like help me and join my army in stopping Raiden. And of course they say yes. But Kronika appearing on our mortal plane creates time vortexes. Ugh. Time just starts getting shaky. And what happens is Liu Kang and Kung Lao from Mortal Kombat 2, from the second tournament in Outworld, mm-hmm. before Kung Lao Original died. Original timeline. 
original recipe. Uh, original recipe before Luke Kang, sorry, before Kung Lao or Luke Kang died, uh, emerge into our present. <laughs> and <sighs> and they find out, wait, we're what now? What happened? Mm-hmm. We're undead revenants? Right. No. And they basically get enlisted in like the good guy side of this conflict. Johnny Cage and Sonya and uh, their daughter Cassie are like, we need to stop Kronika from turning back time. Mm. I know you guys just emerged in our time. By the way, uh, hey, remember us? We're old now. And they're like, what? This is crazy. Also, a young Sonia shows up. A young Johnny shows up. Young Katana shows up. And they're like, hey, guys, you need to help us stop Kronika. And they're like, yeah, totally. We'll do it. So now the young Kung Lao is forced to face what happens to himself. Mm, later. And has to very literally take himself on ah yeah so but the worst parts of himself because he's all rage and, and yes and he has to literally fight his inner demons right physically right a spikier version of him yeah um so you get sort of the comedy of like luke kang and kung lao having a buddy adventure together where they're like what happens to us meanwhile evil luke kang and kung lao are like we have to kill us right um and so kung lao is sort of you're you're tracking parallel kung lao's uh, who are inevitably going to wind up going to war with one another. They One young, of them has like a flower in his razor hat, so you can differentiate the two. Oh, one of them just straight up has gray skin with like glowing red veins. Oh, that helps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, the spiky armor with skulls. That helps too as well. Uh-huh. So um, Kung Lao and Liu Kang, young Kung Lao and Liu Kang, as part of their mission, they do all sorts of great things together that they never got to do in their timeline. They actually help Katana unite all of the various like races and factions of Outworld, and she becomes the queen of Outworld, which okay. is crazy. Um, Kung Lao helps Liu Kang as he sort of works out his issues with Raiden, and they sort of are able to come to terms with each other. There's a huge uh, siege where basically all of our heroes like go to the island where the hourglass is, and they're like, we have to stop Kronika. And at the end of this uh, siege... Liu Kang mm-hmm. manages to defeat Kronika. Okay. But not before she erases all of the timelines we've known. Oh, before. gosh. And that is where we are now. Currently in Mortal Kombat. No Lord. timelines. There is no timeline, but Liu Kang... File not found. Liu Kang and Kitana, who he chooses as like his person, are going to, with the help of nobody else, even Raiden becomes immortal. Uh, sorry, a-mortal, not mm. immortal. Uh, so he's not going to be around to help shape this timeline we will, whatever we see next from Mortal Kombat mm. will be a timeline shaped by Liu Kang. Oh. And my hope is that because of this. So is he going to be like Ed Harris in the Truman Show where he's like directing stuff or like what's... I think so. Okay. I think he'll probably have a similar role to the one that Raiden has had of like a godlike mentor to everybody. Uh, I but see. I'm also curious to see what will time look like? Sure. Does he also still get to be in the timeline or is it the sort of mm-hmm. thing where it's like, he's... I think so. Okay. Oh, that's good. I think he and Katana get to be in it, but they're going to live forever. Mm. So they'll witness everything. So like from the start of life in our universe, wow. Like f- from, from like the atoms to like dinosaurs to, uh, humanity, right. like all they're going to have to hide out for a lot of it. Because otherwise people will be like, what, what's that? I mean, I think they'll have the That's option to hide out from all of it. Right. But uh, I am, I'm just curious to see. My, my one hope is just that like this is a Liu Kang who has experienced all of the timelines. Right. What is the earliest you think you can make pizza? 
Do you know what I mean? Like, what's the earliest in time where you can just be like, now we have the elements. Honestly, can pizza. we puzzle this out? Because now I'm curious. Yeah. So when was wheat first? When was bread? Basically, when was bread invented? Right. Um, oh, yeah. Who? I mean, definitely in BC times. Probably pretty early, right? That had to be like kind of the first real sort of like yeah. made food. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I'm, I'm Googling it. Right. Uh, 8,000 BC. Okay. At that time, they still had tomatoes. Yeah, They sure. definitely had cheese figured out. Right. So I guess around 8,000 BC. You would, yeah, there you go. Okay, cool. Yeah. Sweet. But you're still, I mean, when you look at that on just the time scale of since the beginning of time, right. that's a long time to wait before you can yeah. have pizza. But can they, are they experiencing it in real time or can they fast forward? Uh, I think in real time. Okay. Wow. The way that, yeah, the way that it the way that it felt at the end of that game, Raiden was like, "You should pick someone to be immortal with you mm. because it's going to be a long right. journey." Okay. And Liu Kang was like, "I pick Katana." It's the only time they ever get to like be together without having like a tragic ending. So, oh, well, um, that's nice, I guess. As long as she yeah. got to also be like, "Yes, I want to do that." Because oh, it was 100% just something where... did not oh, get asked no. whether she wanted this, but it would appear she was happy to have it. She's already. I mean, what a relief! I think part of it is like she is a Denian, so they're used to living hundreds, if not thousands. Okay, of all years. right, right, right. They, so, she has a different sense of time, anyway. Not that like millions of years isn't much longer, right? But she was like, yeah, I'm, I'm down. So, uh, so that is the end of Kung Lao's story, right? It, is that you know he had this destiny he thought he was supposed to live up to. He made a lot of mistakes trying to do that. He ultimately perished for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but he always got up again and tried to do his best until uh, his his worst, his better angels failed. Right. Uh, and and his, his worst fears and anxieties came out. He did a lot of bad things for a long mm-hmm. time. But ultimately, in the end, uh, he's, he's going to be redeemed. He's going to have another chance. So uh, I'm curious, new curious to see. Yeah. So I'm curious to see like what happens. I mean, the next Mortal Kombat game could take place in 8000 BC or it could take place in the year like 3087. Right. So... Who knows if Kung Lao will even be in it? Maybe it'll be about the great Kung Lao. Maybe it'll be set in his era. Oh. Should be interesting. Right. But um I have I have high hopes for Kung Lao. And they should do the current Kung Lao a favor and make the great Kung Lao a big loser. Yeah. So there won't be as much a huge expectation dork. that he has to yeah. deal with. Where yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. you can only go up yeah. from here. The yeah. last guy um just in he invented being incontinent. <laughs> right. So as long as you don't actively pee yourself during the tournament. You're it's a huge improvement. Yeah, 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 yeah. The trend line is moving in the right direction. Right, right. <laughs> um, so how do you how do you feel about Kung Lao's story? I mean, it, it sort of feels basically like what if you had a character that was the main character, sort of like best buddy. Yeah. And then they had to live multiple cycles of a given story where it's like they're constantly being like, we're friends, right? Yeah, totally. Oops, I'm dead. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because that, that guy he can does, never he, be he the one. He does kind of live every iteration of sidekick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wow. He's like all the Robins. He's every it Robin. feels like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's tough because like you also never really get to know. Like He's a big flirt, Kung Lao. Oh, really interesting get into. with his razor hat. But you never know how serious he is because it's not like he ever... He never wound up like a love of his life like Liu Kang did. Right. He never like... You know, he's never really had something of his own. Yeah. Except for the time that he like almost re-brought the Shaolin temple back. Right. And it seems like there was a few times where he's like, I finally found what I want to do. And then it was like, oh no, a vortex with a bunch of I have fighting a greater dudes. purpose I have to serve. Yeah. Yeah. That's tough. You it hate, is. To, he- you hate tough. to hear that. It's tough. You know? A little bit. Can't he just like have a little junk shop, like a curio shop? 
Yeah, I think he'd probably like that. He gets to talk to a lot of people, meet new people with like a day. little fighting ring out back, but just for like, for like and, or like around. just a, a razor hat throwing range. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And people are like, "Whoa, you're really good at that." And he's like, "I know. I used to be the like fourth best fighter in <laughs> all of reality." I know. I'm I'm lightly telekinetic. Yes, <laughs> this is about all but I can only do. Only for hats. Yeah, throw something. Does I might be at, able to get. Does it he work at lids? Yeah, which again is, is why he is the turtle of of, of the most hat powers. I feel like he would yeah. way overachieve. I'll say this too. I would love to see an iteration of Entourage where Turtle can throw his hat and make it come back. <laughs> that would be cool. Super powered Entourage at such a time as Fast and Furious goes to space, which there is definitely going to oh, happen. Hundred percent. Then I think the logical next step is Entourage, but with like, they all have power. Like they're the Fantastic Four, basically. Yeah, yeah, I think it could happen. We cracked it. I think it should happen. Doug Ellen, you know the number. Yeah, if you, you got to specifically call me in DC <laughs> to, te- to team up on you the, the, on the fan- Fantastic Entourage, the Fantantourage. Yes, that was like yeah. when they were going to do 21 Jump Street and Men in Black and oh, they yeah. ultimately decided 20, not to do it. MIB this is 23? that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. This is that, but for Entre- Fantastic... Here's the thing. I would have watched MIB 23, and I would absolutely watch the Fantantourage. <laughs> <laughs> They're just being bombarded with gamma rays. Yeah. Like, whoa, it's a pretty hot day here in LA. Oh, no, it's actually gamma rays. <laughs> They'd be like, yo, dude, you got to check out this new tanning salon. They crank shit up. You get so much tanning <laughs> way faster, dude. Yeah, it's like they're secret. They're actually using alien technology, but yeah. they don't even realize it. Uh-huh. And then something about something happens. There's a power surge, yeah. so an extra. Yeah, for and sure. Turtles like it's c- club sandwicher in time. <laughs> yeah, and you yeah, and you integrated actual uh, Jerry Ferrara. Perfect. Great. Well, we figured Doug it Ellen, out. You got it. <laughs> Email in bio. All right. Well, uh, DC, we've arrived at the final segment of the podcast. Uh, I call it Choose Your Destiny. Mm-hmm. So I posit a question to Please. you. And that is, now that you are aware of the many realms of Mortal Kombat, mm-hmm. the many races of Mortal Kombat, okay. the conflicts, I ask of you, were you in the world of Mortal Kombat? Mm. Who would you be? What would you be? Where would you be from? Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and what would your fatality be? That's a really good question. Um, I think I would like to be a just civilian in like a civilian version of Goro Mm -hmm. because I always was really in looking at Mortal Kombat I was was like well Goro's clearly the coolest his name is Goro right he has isn't he like the boss in the first one more or less yeah exactly he's super big he's like the big bad and he has like you know all the arms and stuff like that he's half he was really giving you that sort of like mid 90s computer graphics look to him I feel like and then although he was a prosthetic oh interesting Uh-huh. Oh, right, because it was all sort of like they were just doing it like real... It was live real... action, yeah. Wow, yeah. what an era. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so him, but just like a barista. Okay, well, that you can be, because there are there is a whole race of Shokan. There we go. Yeah. Uh, also, I'll, I'll ask you, may I offer you the option? Please. There's actually two... Uh, they have, there are two different sort of patterns to the skin of mm, a Shokan. Okay. They're the Shokan you're obviously more familiar with because right. of Goro, who have dragon-like skin, okay. sort of scaly. Um, but there's also a, a, another sort of branch of the Shokan that have a tiger fur mm. and tiger-like like features. like a, fur, a furry Shokan, yeah. if you will. Uh, uh-huh. Kintaro is the most uh, notable of them. He was mm-hmm. sort of like the second-in-command for right. Goro, who, by the way, is only a prince. Goro is not... Oh, interesting. Yeah, King Gorbak, his dad, is actually... King the, Gorbak! Uh-huh. Is actually the king. 
<laughs> of, of the Shokan. Um, so you might be like one of Kintaro's buds. You might be part of like the entourage where it's like Goro's like the Vinny Chase. Okay. Is that a character? Vinny Chase is the he's okay. he's yeah, not the he's main like character. The actor, right? He is the main character, but right. Vinny Chase is like the famous. One. Right. So like Kintaro, I imagine then would be like the E. Okay. So you're saying you'd sort of be like maybe the turtle of of, of that. the Shokan. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Where I'm just doing like little stuff Great. and I have like all these phones and I'm like, I'm just trying to talk to, I don't know, an athlete. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like an okay. athlete in that world. But everybody's like, everybody thinks I'm a schlub. But then at the end of the thing, it's like, no, Blake Griffin really actually is mostly into uh-huh. this guy. They're best friends. Perfect. So this is great because I'll do photoshops most of the time okay, for great. Uh, for these episodes, and I'll I'll make a four armed DC wearing a, a lids hat that still has the tag on it, mm-hmm. and then holding a Starbucks cup and a cell phone that has Blake Griffin on the phone. Oh god! So you haven't seen my current headshot? Oh, oh, great! That's our, yeah. Well, that actually saves me about an hour. So mm-hmm. that's great. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I my category my category is very dialed in. <laughs> So, so as uh, just a regular Shokan, mm-hmm. as essentially the turtle right. of, of the Shokan, uh-huh. um, what would your fatality be? Oh, good question. If I, it would be, um, uh, he just got a big thing of Baja Fresh, and he empties wait, 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 wait. from Earthrealm. From uh, there's Baja Fresh in Baja Fresh is really big. Like okay. Baja Fresh, instead of kind of doing what it did in our realm, where it's like. It was like huge, and then it kind of retracted yeah, a little like bit. Taco Bell, that's where you can get it. Exactly. It expanded. Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, Baja, I caught up. I was literally on Baja Blast. Oh, The Mountain sure, Dew. Sure, sure. Uh, Baja Fresh, I have completely blacked out as a taco franchise. Yes. Um, great. With white and... It was basically Baja and black Fresh was kind tile. of going like... Yes, exactly. It was being like... It's the Ska Taco, Taco Bell, Bell, but yes. Skako Bell. Right, Skako Bell. Yes, exactly. Baja Fresh. Um, and so Baja Fresh basically in their world expanded be in this realm. Ex- mm-hmm. Like they just kept growing and growing. It's like the okay. biggest thing. I understand. So the turtle of being Goro has just gotten some Baja Fresh. And then he like he's got but he's got some for everybody. You okay. know what I mean? Because yeah. that's his role. Sure. And they were he's like, the Where gopher. were you? You know what I mean? And yeah. he was like, I was sitting in my car because I was like listening to fucking tunes or whatever. So he comes in with the Baja Fresh and then his fatality is I like empty it out, the whole bag. Okay. Um, and then I just like suffocate the guy with the bag and then uh, we all dig in and we eat the Baja Fresh. It wasn't so very damaged. So your going fatality... <laughs> well, I have four Your fatality arms, is just so I can putting a bag over someone's head fast. and what? smothering them like... There has to be an element of plausibility. Sure. I understand. Of course, as they say about Mortal Kombat, there has to be an element of plausibility. There has to be an element of plausibility. There's always that touchstone where the audience goes like, I relate to this. Right. And it is murdering someone as if you were a common Zodiac killer. Mm-hmm. With a Baja with Fresh a bag. With a Baja Fresh bag. Yeah, absolutely. And then enjoying it with your buds. Exactly. I, I ask then, and if I might suggest it, mm-hmm. uh, what would your friendship be? And would it be just sharing the Baja Fresh with your buds or with the, the your combatant? Yes. Great. Is the answer. Yeah. I mean, how do you one up it? It's like, yeah. It, yes. It's right there. No and necessary. It's so clean. And we don't have to do that much other animation for it. Right. It saves a lot of money, which exactly. the studio is obviously going to be happy mm-hmm. about. Uh, great. DC, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. This is so fun. Thank you for it's uh, It's a crazy. It's a big, crazy world. You know, thank you for letting me be a part of it. Absolutely. Uh, I personally invited you into the world of Mortal Kombat. And I encourage anyone who works in the games uh, to get DC in the next game. Yeah, absolutely. I, there's a lot I can do. Uh, mostly in stuff I play like bad employees yeah. that are sort of like, they're like, what? 
Right. You know what I mean? I feel like there's room for that, depending on where the next team right. winds up in the time. As line. you were saying, in like the hell world, they have people just have jobs. Yeah. There's got to be some guy who, in that world that's just like a record store employee who's like mm-hmm. a little dismissive. I'd love to see them set the next Mortal Kombat in the 1950s Ooh. when maybe Goro is on like tournament six of like kicking oh, Earth's ass yeah. and you work at a soda shop. Sure. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I go like, golly, and then uh, the shake machine is broken, but that's unrelated to anything right. that's happening. Right. And, uh, and, and I don't even, and, you don't even see it. That's just my actor's secret. Right. <laughs> and like Johnny Cage's dad, like Nicholas Cage is like, all right, thanks for the shake doc. I'm going over. It's doc from West Side Story. Mm. He's canonically, he's who you would be playing and he's oh, canonically okay. part of the Mortal Kombat franchise. Uh, he's like, all right, see, I got to go to some fighting tournament or something. I don't know. Right. I'm never going to tell my son about it, which is why he'll only find out during the first Mortal Kombat. Oh, he did do that. Yeah, that's how I fixed um, me forgetting that Johnny Cage didn't have any awareness of the Mortal Kombat franchise. Well, is that his dad participated in the, in the 50s, but just didn't tell him about it. Oof. That's tough. It was a different generation. It was the greatest generation. It was re- mm-hmm. They really valued the sort of like strong, silent type aesthetic. Yeah, he was the draper of, of the Mortal Kombat franchise. Precisely. Uh, great. Well, DC, uh, if people want more DC Pearson in their lives, uh, which they will, where yeah. can they oh, find absolutely. it? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Check me out at twitter.com slash DC Pearson. And as you've seen here, it leads to friendship and then podcasts. It's that easy. Yeah, please DM DC. <laughs> <laughs> just, just get in there. His DMs might be open. I don't know. They are... I don't, I honestly don't remember. <laughs> it feels like the kind of thing that I would have toggled them on to the, like, just for like don't, a don't, specific thing. Don't DM DC. <laughs> <laughs> he's a busy man. He's got a life. He's, he's doing stuff. Uh, DDMDC. Again, yeah. Don't DMDC. Yeah. You know, as they say, DDMDC. <laughs> don't DMDC. Uh, great. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, as you know, you can find me at Ben Meckler on every social media platform. That's M as in man, E K L E R. As I tell people on the phone when I have to call businesses. And uh, as always, finish him. <laughs>